215, man. You caught the whole card? From last um, week, from the past weekend, did you check out the whole thing and like the main card? And the no, you know, I only saw the uh, the main card, and then I saw I like read and saw highlights of the undercard. Yeah, it was a pretty good card, man. It was um, a lot of people, I guess, weren't stoked about it, but I thought it was awesome, man. Was, I, I enjoy. I watched all the prelims and the whole main card, and uh, apparently there there was one of the fighters, uh, this guy Gavin Tucker. Uh, he was defeated by Rick Glenn and beaten, like, badly to the point where the ref actually should have stopped the, the fight. You know what I mean? And uh, Yeah, I heard about that, uh, that he just got brutally shit-kicked. Yeah. Like, it was, like, just one-sided. I guess Tucker had some some moments in the first round and then was like, oh, this guy's got nothing for me. I can do anything I want, and then got dropped, and then it was just downhill from there. And, yeah. And apparently they... His corner, the ref shouldn't have let him out for the third round because the third round, dude, the stats were like 135 strikes to 20. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. I saw the fight. Yeah, and Fuck. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. The dude, Glenn had um, he had like a pretty serious reach advantage on him, and it would the both that the uh, Tucker guy's like primarily he's, stri- he's a striker. He's like a Muay Thai like. Style. Right, I think he's from um, Newfoundland or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he just got like beaten down in that fight and it was pretty pretty uncomfortable man his face was like fucked by the end of the fight you know you know that guy he looked like he might like you know it's, it's, this is mma it's tough to get a read on who's a prospect and who's not until they face enough adversity yeah and when he fought sam cecilia he styled on that dude he was doing he, he looked like a, a 155 or 45 uh he had some dominant cruise type stuff going on and it was yeah. like cool man this guy looks interesting Shit, that train got derailed real quick. Well, also on the main card, uh, you and I, you know, we talked about how uh, Alir Latifi versus uh, Tyson Pedro, how like Pedro is like another one of these like up-and-comers, you know, just sort of a big prospect, and he his dreams got shattered by Latifi in that fight too, man. You know, yeah, he, he has some shit to work on, that's for sure. He still looked good. No, he looked good, but, you know, it, it was kind of like... Uh, you know, it was one of those deals. And I hate when they do that shit, when they, like, they take some rising star and they put him against, like, an older dude, you know, kind of, like, you know, to build up, build him up with the name. Like, they did with Brendan Schaub and, and Crow Cop, you know what I mean? Back Fuck, that was rough. Now, Crow Cop was, like, well in the twilight of his career, and they just put some young buck against him, and, and then now he has, like, a, a win over Crow Cop on his uh, record. But there's no, uh, there's no asterisk that says that Crow Cop was, like, you know, Pat. Sorry, what's that? There, there isn't like an asterisk saying that Crow Cop was like an old man by the time they fought him. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know. Yeah. But then Ben Rothwell uh, devoured Shab's soul. Yeah. So uh, we all kind of got us Crow Cop fans kind of got our, uh, I don't know, our, our glee. I guess you know you don't want to like you don't want to be happy over someone's like concussive damage. Um, but I wasn't happy about the way Shaw beat Crow Cop. He like knocked him out and then he hit him again. Yeah. It was really shitty. And I remember actually the night that happened was we were at, I don't know if you remember, we were at, uh, South by Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yeah. No, and, no. uh, I, th- uh, I stayed at Morgan's, um, and you were checking out a show, and Morgan and I were like, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, you had some, like, friends at the show. I think it might have been, like, Will or somebody. And we're like, yeah, I can't wait, Crow Cop. And then that happened, and it was just, like, so depressing. I was like, damn, I wish I went to that show with Mike, man. Yeah, I remember that night. Yeah. Um, Dosanos over Magni, man. That was, Woo! he fucking pretty pretty much housed him on that one. That was awesome. It was good. It's good to see Dosanos back competitive you know even at 170 where he's a little smaller but you know but check this out man dosanos is like a key figure in a lot of things if you think about it man say like dosanos had defeated conor mcgregor if he had fought him back you know a year ago or whatever two years ago no nate diaz fight okay possibly no floyd mayweather fight if, if Dosanos had not broken his foot and had actually fought Conor McGregor, 
the course of oh, history. Oh, yeah, that was supposed to happen. The course of history might be changed. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to say because, like, you know, Eddie Alvarez dispatched Dos Anjos. Oh, yeah. Because Dos Anjos is like, I'm going to sit in the pocket and just bang away. And Eddie's like, this is what I do. Um, and it didn't work out so well yeah. for RDA. But, yeah, man, I mean, you know, Dos Anjos, if he shot a double, oh, my God, he would destroy him on the ground. Well, that would be so fucked. Well, that's what made me think about this fight when I watched him uh, when he fought Magny. Because, like, Magny's like a rangy guy, like long arms and legs. Dosanjos beat him with his wrestling and his submissions. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. It kind of got my mind thinking about some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, um, man, and that leg kick. Oh, my God. Let's he floored him with that leg kick. Yeah. It's like, boom, and leg he, kick. Magny's on his ass. Dosanjos is on top of him. And then it was, you know, Dosanjos just, you know, Plying his trade, like, all right, I'm going to go for this arm bar. Nah, it's not really there. Okay, I'm going to go to side control. It was awesome. Yeah, I like Dosanius as a grappler, man. I really do. I think it's pretty pretty badass. Like, you know, he got, you know, he was into, like, being on his feet for the last few years. But, uh, but I like him as a grappler. Yeah, like, uh, Rafael Cordero really helped him out. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's start talking. Well, first of all, fucking John Jones, man. It's over. Dude, it's over. It's over for him. We'll never see him again. Sucks. So for the record, the B sample came back positive. And his fucking world has crumbled. And John Jones is out of the game completely at this point. Yeah, man. You know, we just saw the greatest MMA fighter of the light heavyweight division or maybe any division just, like, piss into a fan. Yeah. That's like his autobiography. Pissing in a fan. By Pissing in a fan, the, the John Jones story. The rise and fall of John Jones. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man, so we got a... Uh, a fight night coming up in a few days, and um, pretty pretty decent card. There's a bunch of dudes I have no fucking idea about on this card, but um, but it's a bunch of guys I uh, I actually do know quite a little bit about. So some guys who I thought I didn't know, and then I looked them up, and I was like, oh yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. But uh, Uriah Hall, ranked number fourteen, is buried on the on the preliminary fight against Kristoff Yatko. So it's uh, number 14 uh, versus number 10 in the middleweight contest. And, and is that like the fight pass headliner? No. No, there's two. He's like the second fight of the, prelim, of the preliminaries. Like right, not, not, not even that much better. But yeah. yeah, like I was like, man, these guys are kind of buried on this card. And uh, Yako just lost to the main event yeah, David challenger, Branch. Uh, Dave Branch. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they're buried on the you know they're the second fight on the prelims, and uh, it's kind of do or die for old Uriah, man. Hundred percent, man. He's like what four in a row, dropped four in a row, I think. Three in a row, yep. maybe three in a row. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty much this is it, man. It's too bad because that dude had a lot of potential, you know, and I think it was mostly a mental game with him that he had to overcome. But it's it's sad. Mike, real quick. Yeah. You are you are cutting out a little bit. Like your voice is there sometimes, and then it drops. And I can hear it a little bit. Okay. We got we got some noise too, man. But we're just gonna fucking bust it out. You know, maybe there's like some way I can you know edit this or make it a little bit easier on people's ears. But you know, we're just we're just gonna go for it. Right yeah. on, man. I'm yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, like uh, this is it for Hall, and I don't think that he's gonna beat Yakko. To be honest, I think no. that. He that Kristoff is like too technical and willing to push the pace. I think you can take him down. It's just like later Hall sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's a drag. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm this. I don't think he could beat Yatko. I think that's kind of a, a given that he's 
going to take on another loss in this fight. So on the main card, there's like, uh, I don't know anything about the other two guys, honestly. We got Tony Martin versus Olivier Aubin Mercier. I, I recognize that dude, Mercier. I, I've seen him fight before. But, uh, yeah, he's been in the lightweight division for a while. And yeah. Yeah, I like, I know I've seen him fight too. And I'm like, but what, what was the last fight he had? Like, I can't remember. And I look it up and I'm like, oh, yeah, you won by a rear naked choke. But I can't remember it for the life of me. I like, I don't. Yeah. So I don't really have, I don't have any input on that one. And then we got Anthony Hamilton versus Dan Spitz, the uh, former guitar player of Anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew it, dude. <laughs> Danny, Danny Spitz. Little Danny Spitz. Nice, yeah. Little Danny Spitz, that nice Jewish boy. I think so, that was how the story went, but yeah. I don't remember the rest of it. So somehow uh, somehow Dan Spitz is in MMA now, but um, but yeah. Yeah, and like a foot taller and like 150 <laughs> pounds heavier. But uh, I'll, I'll be damned if I know who the hell any of these any of those guys are, actually. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Let me, I mean, like, Anthony Hamilton... Got smoked in his last fight. Ah, it's just bad heavyweights, man. He's got a lot of power, whatever. A lot of heavyweights do. They're big dudes. They're heavyweights for a reason. And they get tired. And, and then Dan Spitz, dude, if your best win is over Cabbage in 2016, like that's what the UFC signs now to heavyweight? Oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty lightweight, man. And uh, you know, I, it's like on the lower, on the lower ranked heavyweights. I, I kind of hate watching those fights because cardio is like always an issue, man. It's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. And um, so yeah, I mean, it's whatever, you know. I mean, I, I even uh, tweeted about that. Uh, I was saying, oh, you know, WME has not learned apparently from all the past heavyweight main card openers that you, you don't just don't do it like there's their cardio sucks it's gonna be some like sloppy non-mma like go to the back of white castle fucking street fight it's gonna suck yeah definitely yeah that's what's refreshing about seeing you know kane and uh you know a guy like uh like stipe miocic you know fight like dude stipe moves like he's 185 pounds man yeah, it's insane, you know. And Kane is, you know, aside from his loss to Fabricio Verdun, where he gassed out, probably most likely due to, uh, you know, uh, you know, altitude, is known known for having some of the best cardio in, in you know in the heavyweight. Actually, probably one of the one of the top cardio machines in the heavyweight division. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, he's also like the most injury prone person ever. So like his career has been just plagued and ruined. I think he's had like. I don't even remember what the stat was, but it was terrible. It was like two fights in four years or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's not uh, only that, but like, uh, you know, that camp, man, you just, like, oh, dude, it's so bad. He just gets injured. And as far as like the, the cardio thing goes, you know, that's his fault. That's on him, man. And he deserves that loss. And Verdum earned it, you know, like he, like, uh, uh, his coaches were arguing with him. Like, you need to be here six weeks ahead of time or eight or whatever. And he's like, nah, I'll be fine. I'm going to do two no, or fuck 10 that, days. Man. Yeah. You know, altitude's a real thing, man. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like, I, I was like earlier this year, I was in, uh, you know, Denver and I remember I woke up and I was going to go down to get coffee and the shit was like four blocks away from where I was staying. And I was like gassed by just walking to the coffee shop man and i was just like god damn man like it like three days ago i was doing like round after round after round of kickboxing and i'm like in good shape you know if i don't say so myself i'm in pretty good shape four four blocks killed me dude i was like walking i'm like man what the hell's wrong then i'm like oh yeah D denver you know the mile high man we're up there and like yeah, you know, in that high altitude, the high desert, you know. So that's some real shit. And Mexico City is even fucking higher than that. It's the highest altitude in North America. I'm yeah. pretty sure for a city. So it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I remember last time when we played in Denver one time with Pelican. Yeah, and like 
Pelican and like Carson went out to like get a beer, and then oh, yeah. they all came back like falling off, like oh. And I'm like, yo, you guys, you guys are drunk, man. And they're like, no, we only had two beers. And I'm like, altitude. It's a real. It's a fucking struggle, man. Struggle. <laughs> the struggle is it's real. real shit. Yeah. All right, man. So this uh, main card. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the guys that I have fucking no idea about, and then uh, we'll see if you have any 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 intel on these dudes. Sure. Justin Ledet and Zhu Anyan Anyanwu. Not a fucking clue. Don't know about those dudes. So I don't know. I didn't even, dude. I went on Sherdog and I was like, all right, you know, who's on this card? You know, oh yeah, remind me what was the last fight? Okay. I didn't even bother clicking on their names because I was like, I do not know these guys. And I I know a little bit about Gregor Gillespie versus Jason Gonzalez. Like, but both of these guys are relatively new to the UFC anyway. I think I've, I mean, I might have watched one of their fights like on, you know, looking in the Fight Pass library or something like that. Yeah, Gregor has uh, two wins in the UFC. Yeah. He's actually pretty small for 155. I think his... I don't remember if his last fight was at 45, but the one that he did at 55 uh, against Philippe Arantes, I believe, he was so small, and he got hit, dude, with some big shots. But he reminded me a lot of uh, Frankie Edgar. Yeah. And um, everything about him, he had really good boxing, really good, really good wrestling. And I want to say his last fight might have been at 45, but I remember that it was a much more dominant win, and it was... I mean, again, he looks like like a new new Frankie. You know, it's pretty cool. I like yeah. him. Oh, this one's at lightweight, and um, okay, yeah. So, so I guess it wasn't. He must have been at lightweight. Yeah. So he's you know they're fighting at one fifty five. So um, both of these guys. I mean, Gillespie's undefeated, I believe. Yep, nine zero. Gonzalez is like eleven and three, or you know, he's got he's got a good record. So yeah. this this might be one of those situations where. Um, I learn more about both of these guys by while. Actually, oh, dude, the most fucked up thing, I'm not going to watch this fight live. I'm playing a show this the night that this is happening. River Black. Yes, we're playing with River Black. Sweet. Yeah, it's good. That's fun. But like, uh, maybe I'll like, um, you know, record this or something like that on uh, stream it. Yeah, do something. I'll be like watching it on stage or some shit. <laughs> Streaming it like you're like like right in front of like uh, John Adubato. <laughs> you're like you're like showing him. Look at this knockout, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll watch it. But it just probably won't be live, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean that's a cool thing. I mean, I like I like watching like some of these smaller cards. You get to find out about dudes that you don't really you know you aren't aware of. You know what I mean? So. Oh, it's a great way to build someone like Gregor. And I think that he's good. I'm picking him because Gonzalez, I think, is one and two in his last three. And uh, it's a good fight for Gregor, you know. So um, before those guys fight, we got Kamaru Usman versus Sergio, yeah. Sergio Morais. I believe I pronounced his name at the welterweight. Yeah, the Panther. Yeah. And um, Usman's coming off four straight wins. And uh, Marais has got three wins and a draw in his last few fights, and uh, I think this I think this this fight is going to be a good fight. I think this is going to be a pretty fucking balls out fight. I like oh, Us- I like Usman, sure. man. I remember him on the Ultimate Fighter when it was like Black Zillions versus American Top Team, and yep. I was like pretty stoked about him. I thought he was like a super athletic guy, uh, pretty pretty excellent wrestler. He's like a re- like a modern wrestle boxer, I guess is a good way to describe. Totally. Him. You know, so that should be cool. Uh, strong grappling game. Yeah. And um, just, uh, yeah, like, I think that he's ranked He's ranked 13, so he's outside the top 10. But, like, I kind of feel like Usman might come into his own, like, in the next year, like in 2018, possibly. So Yeah, he's, he's earning his way to the top 10, that's for sure. Um, I think his last one was against uh, Borley Alves. And... Um, you know, I, I think after that he got a little crazy. He was like, I'm the best grappler in the division. I want to fight Damian Maya. And you're, it's like. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's probably uh, not a good idea. Yeah, sure, dude. Like, go ahead. Get, <laughs> if you get that fight, it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. Let me tell you that. But, yeah. um, man, Sergio Marais. He's so, like, likable. There's something about yeah, him. Yeah, totally. He, you know, he's like this 
happy, smiley, hey type of guy. Um, he has very ugly striking, you know, it's kind of like, it's fresh, it's new for him, you can see. Yeah. Fresh, I was going to say, I, I, wanted, I wasn't going to say neophyte because I think that he has shown that even though it's not like technically the most deep striking acumen, um, he still is winning decisions against people that have been training striking longer than he has, so you can't discount it. And he does have um, some sneaky power in his hands. And uh, Usman's going to go in there and he's going to probably try to bang with him or he's going to take him down and probably beat him up from the top. I just don't see Marais no sweeping or grabbing an arm, though he's a very accomplished grappler. Um, and I just think he's going to get beat up in the stand-up. Yeah, my my, uh, my money's on Kamaru Usman and... Uh... Yeah, I just I, I kind of back him, man. I kind of feel like I'm like hoping that he sort of comes into his own and he might be like a contender like in the next couple of years. I hope he at least earns some like bigger names, and I can kind well, of see what they're trying to do here. Yeah. Like, you know, Morace is putting together a streak, but it's not over really anybody notable, and he honestly isn't like the <laughs> most exciting, you know? Like, yeah. Um, I'd like to see Usman fighting people like, uh, you know, uh, Brown, um, you know, maybe Ellenberger if he's not retired. Yeah. People like that, you know. Jorge Masvidal. That might be a little too soon. Little and too I soon. think, no, they're not the same camp because Usman used to be at Black Zillions. Yeah. Masvidal's. Who they are, AKA. I'm not positive. I think, I think Masvidal is still an American top team. Oh, that's right. That's what I meant to say was ATT because yeah. they're both in Florida. Yeah. Right, AK is here. Sorry about that. So uh, we got the return of Hector Lombard versus <laughs> Anthony Smith. And like L- Lombard's another guy that's on hard times right now. He's got three losses, and he got brutally knocked out in his last fight. He's been, he's been out for like since, ever since that fight with, uh, with uh, Neil Magny. Uh, yeah. Magny? I thought his last loss was to uh, either... Henderson or oh wait yeah you're right about uh, that or yeah. uh, Big Rig uh wait no yeah Johnny Hendricks was his last fight I believe let me let me just verify that yeah I think so that really bad knockout though that that was that was, that was, that was Henderson that was oh Henderson okay but he's been getting knocked out a lot though I feel like uh, yeah because uh, um. The fight, the the knockout I'm thinking about was um, was when Neil Magny was just like crushing him. Let me see when his last fight is. Just give me a second here. Yeah, I mean he he went downhill pretty darn quick, man. You know, um, did he lose against Tim Bosch? Did they fight? Let me see. Okay, so his last fight was was definitely yeah that was against Johnny Hendricks. It was a uh, decision. He lost that fight. Yep. Uh, Dan Henderson knocked him out in the second round, and then Neil Magny third round uh, KO TKO, and then uh, the Josh Berkman fight. You know, oh was man, like, uh, let's no, not talk about that, that no right? Con- uh, obviously, all right. So, so he has not Hector Lombard has not won a fight since uh, he defeated G- uh, Jake Shields back in 2014. So we're we're going on three years of losses and no contests. So um so yeah, this is another uh, sacrifice, I think. Yeah, I mean Anthony Smith is a banger, dude. Yeah. Uh, and Lombard. He, he gets knocked out. I just out. think he's old, old school. You know, he's still got some cool things, but he still is like a pretty stubby. You know, I don't know, like action figure. You yeah, know, he's it's not just, very mobile either. You know, yeah. and and like he's he doesn't move very well. Um, and also, like once you start getting knocked out like that, your brain is like, oh wow, okay. When this guy, when this, when I get hit like this, I just turn off. It happened to Chuck Liddell. It's happened to the best of them, man. But it's like once you start getting knocked out like that, you're, it's kind of like a down downward spiral or spiral. So I feel like. Old Hector might be in his uh, twilight years here. For sure. Yeah. Definitely, man. I would not put money on Hector Lombard ever moving forward. Yeah. 
So now the co-main event, is, is that canceled or did they find a replacement for Tiago Alves? So apparently they're trying to find a replacement, but who the heck are they going to get to replace them on five days' notice? I don't know. And man. it's like pretty much like, hey, who wants to get knocked out? Yeah, basically. You yeah. know? Yeah, Mac, uh, plat- Mike, Platinum Mike, it's Platinum Mike Perry. Yeah, Platinum. Platinum. That guy, uh, he's kind of a wild man, you know. He's a four and one in his last five. He lost. The thing is, though, this is my thing. If he did fight Tiago Alves, Tiago Alves is like a little bit more of a technician than him, and that's what gives him problems because he lost to Alan Juban. I don't know if you saw right. that fight. And Alan Juban didn't try. He just kind of counterstruck and sort of like. He almost beat him with like ring general generalship. If you if you remember totally. that fight, yeah, he stuck to that game plan. Like. Yeah, he just like moved around, you know, and like some, you know, some some sort of uninformed fans, I think, perceive that as running away, but using movement to move yourself around the ring in a in a sort of technical way is is, is just as valid as as ducking and you know slipping punches and stuff like that. That's how I see it. You know what I mean? Totally. So, uh, so yeah, I don't think Alves, Alves would have, this would have been a really good fight, I think. Totally a good fight. You know, um, you know, Perry would have tried to bang, he would have came forward. And Alves, I believe, has the types of skills where he could have, like, been the matador in a fight like that. You know? I mean, he's, he's a great, I think he's, you know, pretty sick, like, striker, you know? Totally. Yeah, <coughs> but what was what was Alves' last fight? I felt like he looked really good in that. Uh, let's see. Patrick Cote. Yeah, Pat, yeah, he beat Patrick Cote. I think that was his last fight, and you know, sure, that's Cote, and Cote is at the end of his career. But I thought Alves looked good. Yeah. After that failed attempt at one fifty five. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I mean he's a big dude too, man. Like he's like he a, used to be bigger. Yeah. He used to be like uh, you know pretty uh, you know a little, little little juicy bigger. <laughs> he was on supplements for sure. Special dude. special that guy supplements. Was fucking huge. He had like veins popping out of his shoulders. Yeah. He missed weight against that title fight versus Matt Hughes. Came in at like one something stupid, like you know one seventy nine or something. <laughs> like, and he was. Huge. He dwarfed Hughes. It was crazy. And then he blasted him with that flying knee. That sucked. Alvis has been around for a minute, you know? And uh, it's like that, it, you know, I feel like the, the, his, like, time in the octagon was probably working against him at this point. You know what I mean? And, uh, and having to, like, adhere to, like, strict USADA regulations you know i mean how, how old is alves he's i don't think he's that old he's like early 30s maybe yeah he's probably just in his mid-30s but he's just also oh, i want to correct myself and say it wasn't a title fight it was a headliner in a london card uh the matt hughes wasn't uh champion anymore let me see uh what's up with his i just want to give a quick check on some of his stats here he's probably like 36 but i could be wrong he could be 32. It's MMA. 33. Yeah, there you go. But like, I mean, like, Howard's RDA, you know what I mean? Like, in in MMA years, 33 is like 42. You know what I mean? In some some weight classes. You know what I mean? Probably older. Yeah. It's like 33 in, in like, that division might be a little bit long in a tooth. You know what I mean? You've been, especially, I mean, he fought Matt Hughes, man. That was like a while ago. You know? So yeah, dude. You know, five even five years of this type of training and this type of abuse and getting punched in the face, you know, with these four ounce gloves, is like a wear, wear and tear on your body, man. So yeah, I, I don't know that. If if Perry hits, you know, was able to hit him, if this fight was going to happen, actually, Perry Perry could easily knock this guy out, man. But I just think that if he smart, if he fought a smart game plan against Perry, he could win by decision. You know. So, but unfortunately, we're not going to see this fight, at least not now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of sucker they're going to get in there to fight Perry, but geez. Berkman? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I bet if they asked Berkman, he would step up and do it. 
That's the one thing I like about Joshua Berkman, man, is that dude's game. He's not That'd be the, evil, dude. He'd be evil. Yeah. Not the sm- not not doesn't make the best decisions sometimes, but I think like he would. Do- oh yeah, let's do it, man. Fucking dehydrate himself and shit, you know. But actually, this is a middleweight fight, right? Platinum Perry. Yeah. No welterweight. Welterweight. No welterweight. Yeah, yeah. So um, so anyway, that's kind of a moot point. That was fun to speculate on who would win that fight, but say la vie, you know. So now in the main event, we have Luke Rockhold ranked number three. Fighting David Branch, who's ranked number five. I mean, I'm sorry, number nine. Number nine. So, do you know how this fight actually came about? Because it seems like for Luke Rockhold to fight a guy that's ranked number nine, to, to not to not fight someone in the top five seems like a really big mistake for Luke Rockhold. So, do you know any yeah, back any backstory? It was like on Ariel Hawani uh, MMA Hour. He was talking about how. You know, people were tied up. He was pissed about the whole Bisping GSP thing. Obviously, Whitaker's got the next title shot. He's injured. Romero just lost to Whitaker. Jacare just lost to Whitaker. Um, and it was like, well, who else is there? You know, it, like then it's then Rockhold's next. And um, and I guess they were going to try to set up Musasi versus Rockhold, but then Musasi didn't resign with the UFC. He went to Bellator, yeah. So, so he just wanted to return back to activity then, because he's been out yeah. since he got knocked out by Bisping. He's been out, like, modeling, you know, riding around on yachts and shit like that, sun tanning, surfing. Yeah. <laughs> There's something unlikable about Luke Rockhold. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah, dude. I, I'm pretty sure it was, like, the, the Verdum. I think it was about him when he's, like, too much cock guy. <laughs> Like, he's cocky, he's just, but, you know, obviously the translation was super funny, but, yeah. um, he, God, man, he's not, he's not likable at all, and you, you know, I mean, you look at him and you're like, holy crap, this guy is like, you know, this guy's got, like, actor looks, yeah, you know totally. what I mean? And he's, like, freaking shredded and, like, tall, and you're like, this guy could, could be, like, a superstar just based on his looks, and, and he has great ability, I love his jiu-jitsu game, yeah. but... He's so not likable. He's I know, not right? Likeable. His attitude sucks. When he was champion, I was like, "Fuck, man!" You know, <laughs> what a dick. But, uh, but yeah, he's got great skills, and he actually is a fucking extremely well-rounded fighter. He's got great striking. His jiu-jitsu's awesome. Submissions. I mean, that, the first time he fought uh, Bisping, you submitted him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, first was, person uh, to do it. I think. I think it was. Was it a guillotine? It was a guillotine. It was an Armin guillotine. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. That was nice. Yeah. But um, I, David Branch has there, – there was something – like he beat – David Branch beat Yatko, but he hasn't fought since like 2011 prior to that. And his last fight was was uh, was against uh, Husamar Palhares, right? There's no way that's true because he was the dual champion at WSOF. No, no, all right, all right, hold on a second. Did he get cut from the UFC or something like that? He did. So that, that's what it is. All right, so he, all right, I'm just looking at his record, so they, they're only listing his UFC fights. All right, so, so he lost to Husamar Palhares. Yep. And then he got cut. And then he was, World, and he was in World Series of Fighting, and now he's back. And then he beat Yatko. So this is his second fight back in the UFC. And that fight was terrible. Yeah, it was boring. I remember seeing that one. It was terrible. Yeah. See, I didn't see any of his fights in World Series of Fighting, so I was like, what happened to this guy since, since Palhares beat him, you know? I don't remember seeing any of his WSOF fights. I just knew that he won them. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and I think one of the reasons he got cut before... Actually, I think he got, like, power slammed by... Um, Gerald Harris. Okay. Um, and that's when he got cut. And I think he got cut because he was super boring. Hmm. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's an interesting fight for Rockhold to fight him. You know? Yeah, I mean, it can be dangerous because, you know, what if Branch is able to somehow shut his game down? I mean, Branch trains with Henzo. That's yeah. his camp, you yeah, know? Yeah, he's a New York-based like, fighter. Yeah. You know, he's got... 
good enough striking, I think, that he could shut down some of that. And then what's it look like on the ground, you know? But Rock, you know, Rockhold is a fucking crafty ground fighter, though, man, for sure. I think, it, I think it could be an interesting fight or it could be totally fucking boring. I think it's five rounds. So yeah, it's a, I, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a main event, so it's five rounds. I don't think it's going to be, like, David Branch boring. Um, but it could be, like, a technical slow fight, kind of like Shevchenko-Nunez. I don't mind that, for me personally. The Shevchenko-Nunez fight, because no one really pulled the trigger, was, was a little boring for me. But, like, when it's technical, I'm, I'm down for that, man. I like, I like watching technical fights. That fight was just, like, two people who were, like, very hesitant, I felt like, you know. So let's, let's pick who are, I, I'm, I'm picking Rockhold in this one. Yeah, I'm going to pick Rockhold. Yeah. I met David Branch once. He yeah. was very nice. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of respect for him and his camp and everything. Um, I just haven't – the people he beat in WSOF were not top 10 UFC material. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I want to. I, mean, I think he beat Vinny Magalhaes yeah. at light heavyweight. I mean, that's a cool accomplishment. That's Sure. But Magalhaes, you know, wasn't a ranked light heavyweight either in UFC. So, but anyways, you know, I think it's going to be a good fight. But I def- I'm going to pick Rockhold also. I mean, I would like for Branch to win. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be an upset. It'd be a huge upset. Yeah, but I don't think he is. It, it also almost seems like kind of Rockholdian, if you will. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rockholdian. Like, 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 he's like, nah, this guy's below me. I'm going to do all this. And I've been training at, uh, he was training with Hooft. Rock yeah, yep, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, but what if he comes out there and is like, I'm a Muay Thai striker, you know, and then, like, gets dropped? Yeah, but you know what, though, man? I don't think, like, Rock Cole got embarrassed by Michael Bisping, man. You know, and it's like, you know, and then it, and he was, he's been gone since that fight. That's the, he hasn't fought since, since, he, since Bisping knocked him out. Yeah, yeah, knee injury after that. Yeah. And I, I think that, like, for him to fuck up twice... I mean, all right, Rockhold's an elite athlete, man. You know, so I, I think, you know, he's a strong mind, you know. I don't think he's going to fuck up twice like that and, and just underestimate somebody like that. Especially, I mean, it happened to him once. If it happened to him again, then fuck him. But, like, I don't see him underestimating um, David Branch, you know, this time around because, like, you know... He also, I remember reading some press after Bisping was champion, how Rockhold's like, I feel responsible for the, uh, you know, the, the tailspin that has turned into the, the middleweight division, like all this crazy shit that's going on with Bisping, you know, fighting GSP and, you know, like all this, you know, Bisping and, and, um, and Hendo fighting, you know, like Hendo is what, like, t- like ranked 14th and then he gets a title fight, you know, and. It's like stupid shit, you know, which has become the, 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 you know, the normal state of affairs in the UFC. These ridiculous fights are being made. Especially but, under WME. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but so I don't, I think he's going to come in prepared and he's going to come after him, you know, and I think that's, you know, I don't, I don't see under, under ideal circumstances, I don't see Luke Rockhold losing this fight. It might even be. And, a and I agree. As much as I joke because he's kind of douchey, like, what has he lost twice? He lost to, like, TRT Tour and then he got embarrassed by Bisping. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and prior to that, he was a Strike Force champion. Yeah. You know, and the guy's a great fighter, man. He's just kind of a douchebag. You know? Totally. He was on that uh, celebrity, like, Marry a Millionaire thing. You ever see that? Or yeah. I, I didn't actually. I saw the clip. Why did I watch it. that, dude? I totally watched. I it. saw the clip on YouTube, but I didn't, you know I don't watch the show, obviously. But it's like it was kind of funny, and I was like, "Wow, what a!" I think he like hooked up with her, and then was just like, "Eh." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, it didn't work out," you know. Like, <laughs> but back to that Nunez Shevchenko fight. What's your What's your read on that decision? You know, I thought it was a draw. I mean, you know, I know you got to beat the champion to be the champion. Uh, but I felt like it was just neither of them committed to anything enough that I felt that there was a resolution at the end that left a definitive winner. 
And I don't think that Nunez lost or, des- or deserved to lose her belt, but I felt like it was a draw. So then they could have just had a, a third one. I mean, I think they still probably can. Oh, yeah. yeah they, I'm sure there's going to be a rubber match here, you know, definitely. But the um, – see, that's the thing. I think that if it wasn't for a title, I think Shevchenko might have edged her out. Like, it was an incredibly close fight. And I do, so close. I do think she was landing a lot more. Even though Nunez was controlling the center of the octagon and was at least my perception, maybe I should watch the fight again at some point, but like my perception was that um, Nunez was controlling the fight more, you know? Yeah, but, pushing forward. Yeah, she was moving forward. She had the center of the octagon, but I do feel like Shevchenko on some of her counters were, 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 was connecting a lot more, you know? But, you know, Shevchenko missed, she missed too, you know? But it's like, it was such a difficult fight. And, like, at the end, I was like, yeah, Nunez won this because I, I'm – me too. I'm of the same mindset where if you're going to fight the champ, you got to just definitively beat the champ. You know what I mean? You can't just squeak by and then you get a belt. You know? That's, that's my opinion. I know there's a variety of different opinions about that, but that's how I feel about it. There was a good point, like – I think it was by, like, Eddie Mercado or someone who was like, you know, she's like screaming on the microphone afterwards. She's not out of breath. She's like yelling about how she's been wrong and she lost. If you had that energy, why didn't you use it in the fight? And I feel that yeah. same way when people are like, oh, that was a robbery. I can't believe this. And it's like, or like when people do like backflips or pushups or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and then they lose the decision and you're like, really, dude? If you can do a backflip or like, 25 push-ups in like 10 seconds then you had some explosions in you still that you could have used when you win and you do a backflip that's fucking impressive yeah or like the demetrius johnson like (laughs) jumping flying spinning kick like 10 times in a row if you're like 125 pounds you could pull that shit off i think you know when when you get to be a bigger guy it's like hard you know but um yeah i don't know i um i i i thought like she could have, especially since the whole argument was that Nunez's uh, cardio was suspicious. That if I, I mean, I figured her game plan would be to try to drain her cardio down and try to like grind her out, you know, try to really sap her energy in the first round, or sec, first two push rounds. Push the pace. Push the pace, fight at a high output level, and then, you know, Kick, kick, you know, knock her out or like, you know, TKO or whatever or, or drag submit her. Submit or something, yeah. Submit yeah. her, you know. Yeah, because actually Shevchenko's got a – her last fight was a submission win against mm-hmm. uh, Pena. Yeah, she like, well, I think she got it with an arm bar or something like arm that. Arm bar, yeah, it was yeah. sweet. So, yeah, I mean, it's just um, the game – they had the wrong game plan, you know, and, and she fucking tried to play cute. You know, she was being cute with like trying to counter strike and she fucking lost the fight. It's a fucking coach's fault if you ask me, man. You know, I mean, what if like, yeah, what if she exploded and did like, you know, a, a five strike combination of some sort, you know, like something that really pressured Nunez yeah. to then op- to open up in her reply that if you want to counter strike and land a hard shot, maybe she, Nunez would then be committing to something harder than she has to because exactly. you're just doing these lighter, you know, kicks and counters. But the yeah, the thing too is like I know that um, you know the uh, you know that Shevchenko's background is in kickboxing and Muay Thai, you know, and the the essence of that fight fighting style is like you know three or four you know three punch combos ending with a kick, you know, three you know, maybe two punches kick and then two more two more two punches kick and then two punches like there's like a pattern in that style of fighting. That especially in European kickboxing, that I was really surprised that she came out and didn't try to fight her the way like maybe Joanna Young Jacek might have tried to fight her. Like every every strike was in a combo ending with a kick. I think that kind of game plan, even though you're not throwing everything with like bad intention, you're still you're hitting the body and you're still sapping the energy from your opponent. You know, and the, you know, and and then yeah, some of those punches land. You know, I mean, she might be blocking some of them, but some are landing. And even blocking, if you're getting struck constantly at a high volume like that, it's going to take away your energy. You're going to be getting hit in the arms. Your arms, the next thing you know, your hands drop, and then you, then the head kick is there. You know, or or the you know, or the or the hook, or a fucking you know, 
right cross or something like that, you know? And it's like that game plan, I think, might have served her better than the one she had, just going out there and counter-striking, you know? Yeah, or like some front kicks to the body or something, Yeah, front you know? kicks. Yeah, hit her to in the like, body. Hit her in the body. Body work is definitely, like, a killer of cardio, man, for sure, you know? Yeah, dig your toes into her abdomen, you know? Yeah, like, things yeah. that are going to, like, suck her away, you know? Totally. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was... That overall, that card was really fucking good. I thought, man, you know, people dude, were, that that freaking Jeremy Stevens oh, leg leg devourment, oh holy God, shit! Dude. That um, I saw I saw some pictures after the fact. The you know, it's like the Uriah Faber leg kick, uh, bloodbath. Uh, with his Hannah, his Hannah calf Brown. was bigger than his thigh. Yeah, it was fucking. Gross. It was so swollen. But um, but yeah, it was that. He was, it's weird. It's an interesting thing because I was checking him, checking out Jeremy Stevens when he was throwing those kicks and it was like, he wasn't hitting the IT band, you know what I mean? You know, the, the TI, whatever the hell it's called, that fucking side of your leg that you gets chewed up in kickboxing fights. He mm-hmm. was targeting the fascia on the outside of his fucking shin, man. You yep. know, the, the calf and that, that, that other muscle that's like right next to your shin, which is probably not conditioned at all. And it's fucking br- kind of a brilliant tactic, I thought, you know? It's like a lot of, it's funny. I mean, I don't know, like a lot of European fighters, like, um, for example, Daria Albers, like the women's K1 champ, um, she, she teaches seminars at our school sometimes. And her, her big thing is attacking the back of the legs, like the calf and the hamstring and the rear, not the lead leg, but the rear leg and going for those parts of the body that aren't conditioned very well. Oh, okay. It's pretty fucking brilliant, man. Because, you know, it's like if you have any experience in, in Muay Thai or kickboxing and your lead leg is pretty well conditioned because everyone beats up your lead leg, you know? And, but you go for, like, the hamstring, which never gets hit. And that's, that's, like, next thing you know, your opponent's, like, his mobility is, like, shot. You know, or you, or you go for those calf kicks. Like, that's, that's starting to become, like, a thing, I, I believe, in, like, in MMA at least, is going for the calf like that. But yeah, go yeah, and I, th- I think the RDA kick was like kind of yeah. below the shin, more at the ankle. Yeah, it was like a low, a lower, a lower leg kick. Yeah, which was brutal. Yeah. You know what I mean? You totally. can't like condition like your no. ankle. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> to get hit because it's know? bone to bone. It's like a bone oh. to bone. You, you just no, no one would fucking train that ever. You know, to condition your fucking ankle. You know, <laughs> whatever. It's fucking <laughs> weird. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was it was it was a pretty ingenious te- technique I thought, and I just it's a bummer because Melendez has been out for so long, and like I really wanted to see him, you know, and it happened so early in the fight, like his that damage, and it just he was just, you know, immobilized throughout the whole thing, you know, and it was kind of a bummer I thought, you know, yeah, I, dude, I mean, it made him look like Diego Sanchez. It was brutal. Yeah. You know what's fucked up is like they didn't stop the fight, man. I thought they were gonna call it, honestly. When he went on his back, I thought that was it. Yeah. When uh <laughs> the fucking doctors, dude, it's like they sent the doctor over to the corner, right? And he's like, you know, everything good? You okay? And it's like and then he just fucking left and let the guy get back into the fucking octagon. I'm like, Are you kidding me, man? Like it's like the, it's like his legs all chewed up and he's doing the finger test on his eyes. Like how many fingers am I? <laughs> like, oh, you're good, okay. Yeah, I, it was that that should have been called. Honestly, I thought I thought that he took way too much abuse and it was unnecessary. It was unnecessary, and there was two things in that fight that I thought some guy got beat up unnecessarily. You know, severe. You know, like that fight for sure, and yep. then the fight on the prelims with uh, what's his name there, Tucker, Tucker. and fucking uh, the other guy, uh, Tucker and um, and Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. That was like, you know, a, a, a pretty bad mugging. And apparently Tucker is really fucked up. Like he's got like multiple fractures in his face and shit like that. Jesus. Now. Yeah. Because at the end of the fight, when they, when they announced the winner, his face was like, it looked like a beach ball, dude. It was like, he probably broke his orbital. He probably like, like, you know, like when people break their orbitals, it fucking swells out. And yeah. it was like. He was fucked, dude. It's crazy, you know. But yeah, that that went on way too long. They should have called it, you know. It's weird, you know. It's like 
that's kind of one of the things I like about boxing is like fight, you know, even though you're going for punching some dude in the head and trying to knock him out, you know, it's like the standing eight count's a little brutal, but they'll, they'll call a TKO. Like you don't have to get knocked unconscious in boxing. You know what I'm saying? For them to end the fight. And you just got to stop respond. You got to stop throwing and stop reacting. And then they'll keep. Yeah. They'll like McGregor Mayweather. Yeah. But it's it's a little bit safer, I think, at time. In a way, in a way, it's a little bit safer, in, than strict strict MMA fighting. You know what I mean? Even though like you're you're getting hit in the head way more times, but like it depends. I think yeah. it's a case to case kind of thing. Um, but I mean, it does seem like more often we're having this discussion about that fight went too long. Yeah. So this, yeah, it's getting dangerous, man. You exactly, know exactly. You know, I mean. You know, back in the beginning of MMA, like it was more like the grapplers, you know, people were getting submitted, you know, leg locks and tapping out and things like that. And yeah, for sure, that's like saving your brain and your health and everything. But now that like um, the stage, the, the stage is set for like a higher profile, people are doing more spectacular things in the sport and like, you know, getting kicked in the head and these ground and pound and elbows and things like that. And they are letting things go a little bit long, I think, you know. And a lot of they really un- unnecessary damage is, is happening, you know, and it's kind of it's kind of a bummer. I mean, this fight had two instances of that, I thought, you know, this this card rather, two fifteen. But uh, but yeah, man, I don't know, you know. Overall, I thought that even though Demetrius Johnson didn't fight, which I thought was a fucking bummer, man, especially after all the drama surrounding the the Johnson Borg fight, you know, like for Ray Borg to not be able to fight was really disappointing. You know, it's a dude who has fought like maybe five times, four times. He's missed weight. He's missed championship weight. Yeah. Three times? And he's missed weight like what, twice? He pulled out of a fight before because he was sick. Mm. Apparently he was like nine pounds, eight pounds overweight. And the, and so they, the, he got sick. And they're like, oh, it's not weight cutting issues. Mm. You're sick because you're cutting too much weight. It's not because That's a like, weight. oh, you're just, you know. Oh, you're sick because you're taxing your body yeah. so hard to cut this weight that you get sick because your body is like, stop. That's an interesting way of framing it that it's not a weight cutting issue. I'm sick. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because yeah. you're fucking sucking all the moisture out of your tissues. So that's why you're sick, you know. I don't know, man. That, that's, a, that's a drag. So what does Demetrius do next, man? He's got to go for a, a second and third fucking loop around the division, it seems like, if he doesn't he's, fight he's, board. Rematch. He's doing it. He's. They've set it up. It's going to be two sixteen, I think, or something. Yeah, like in December, I think. Right? Maybe. No, I think it's October. No, no. He said. Oh, two sixteen is the next. The next pay per view. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He said either we do it October, whatever date that is, or I'm taking the rest of the year off. He's like, you're not going to force me into doing a. You know, it's already going to be like a twelve week camp. He's like, you're not going to force me into doing. A 16-week camp. That's how injuries happen. Yeah, totally. I'm not doing it. But it's going to be against Borg, though, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Fucking A, man. Imagine if Borg misses weight again. <sighs> First of all, this fight is fucking bullshit. It, it's, it, Borg doesn't deserve a title fight. It should be either Cejudo, who looked great. sick. He looked great in that fight. Absolutely. Or it should be uh, Pettis. Yeah. Sergio. He yeah, just beat Sergio Brandon Moreno Pettis. as a headliner on the Mexico card. You know, isn't that what you're doing to build these people up? You're making them headliners of other cards so that yeah. then they have some type I of mean, notoriety, you know, people have noticed them, paying attention. Demetrius Johnson might be a little bit too much of a jump for Pettis, but, like, why not? I mean, he's a jump for all of them. Yeah. Cejudo, he fought Cejudo at least, did he fight him twice? No, this would be the second time. This would be the second time. Benavidez, he fought twice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Benavidez is injured. He's injured. He's out. And you know, I thought Cejudo won that fight against Benavidez. It was you know, close. I, I picked. I picked uh, Benavidez in that one too. Actually, so Cejudo, I picked Cejudo. Cejudo looked great. No, I mean, I, I thought Benavidez won the fight against against uh, uh, Cejudo. Oh, I thought Cejudo won. I, yeah. I um, I think like, uh, you know, Cejudo looked way better though than he has in a while in his fight this past weekend. It looked amazing. His hands were on point. Yeah, totally. 
But uh, I, uh, I watched it with my friend Brandon, um, and uh, immediate he was like, you know, like a minute into it, he's like, "So who has got a read on him, man?" It's like he did. He just had it. Yeah, he, he, he had saw the timing him. down. He knew what he could do from the jump. It was crazy. It was like, "Yep, I know what you're going to do, and this is what I'm going to do." And he looked awesome. Yeah. No, I was I was impressed by that. But Cejudo's another guy who's been played with uh, missing weight too. Like he's had a couple of fights where he I think at, a, at an earlier point, but he's really yeah. gotten his shit together. He hasn't missed weight in a long time. Yeah. But yeah, man. So uh, I'm happy. Hey, that, lastly. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Uh, the Jones fight versus DC got overturned to no contest. No shit. All right, so you seem to have a little bit of intel on this whole thing because I know you texted me something about it. I have not had a chance to properly uh, collect information on the John Jones situation. So why don't you give us the a briefing on the John Jones situation? Well, he, you know, he had the positive uh, A sample for the Turinabol, and uh, which is apparently just a, a, a masking agent, steroid, and um, the B sample came back positive too. So. The the way that the rules are um, that they say for uh, punishment, this would be a four year ban oh, from MMA geez, man. for a second failed drug test. Wow, it's crazy. They're not going to be leaning on him. The dude no, he got fucks a year up from so the many last times. One saying that he had a tainted erection pill. You know what I mean? Like, what's he going to say this time? I was getting immunized. Oh, I never got immunized as a kid, and I was getting my immunizations, and they accidentally put Turinabol in me. Yeah, he's running out of excuses, man. Our boy is, like, fucked up too many times, and, like, it's over, man. I, I can't see any way around it, you know? Do you totally, think, dude. He's burned too many bridges. He lives on an island. Do you think that, uh, do you think that he was, you know, using PEDs throughout his whole career? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, it, I don't, it's hard to say. Some people are speculating that this is a – he's like supplanting his need for confidence through drug use, through a different drug. Hmm. I, but that's a valid point, you know. Yeah. He doesn't have his uh, La Coca anymore, so now he's going to hit some of those steroids. Yeah, but the fucked up thing about it, it's like – in the era of the sport where that shit is under a microscope, you decide to start doing steroids. It's like so fucking stupid, man. It's so stupid, dude. Yeah. What a waste. That's all I can say. Ter- terrible, terrible waste. Speaking of supplements, do you re- can you recommend a good, uh, a good plant-based uh, protein supplement? Uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on what you're going for. I think Just that, for re- more uh, for recovery than bulk building. For recovering, I mean, you know, I I, uh, I use Sun Warrior. Sun Warrior. Uh, I had worked for him for the last year, and it has a complete amino acid profile in it, so you know that helps with recovery. But um, I think the best plant based protein tastes like crap. I don't care but about that. It's so freaking good, and my buddy Alex, our Who's friend Jack Barrow, would agree um, that uh, Vibrant Health is okay. like the best uh plant-based protein um it's freaking amazing there's so much in it like that's it's just the best hands down and i can survive on it you need calories too obviously but it's so good alex is jacked too man (laughs) yeah dude fucking huge bring him on and have him just talk about like the science of you know the proteins he uses and you probably like have a three-hour show wow that'd be cool man Cause I, I've been doing, I haven't been really, I've been doing a lot more strength training recently, and uh, I've been using the Onnit uh, recovery protein, which is good. It's got colostrum in it, which is a really good. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It works. Wow, dude. It's been working really well. But like, I'm, I'm getting into this phase of like, I have like maybe five weeks left before I go back on tour, and I'm, I don't know if I should buy another container of it. And I was looking for like trying a different one out for these last, this last month of being home. So, um, but it's a good, uh, it's a really good supplement. I mean, I back on it. Like most of their stuff's pretty fucking badass, really on the supplementation side of things, but I'm always open to other things too, you know? And it's like, 
Yeah, I've been doing like mainly like uh, you know, like you know, deadlifts and squats and just you know, just power shit stuff for Fuck but yeah. not even heavy, like just explosiveness, you know? Because I don't want it's like there's like a lot of diminishing returns, like when you're doing like like martial arts and and like when you get too big, you lose your mobility. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Look at John Jones when he came back after he was like, you know, I'm deadlifting 500 pounds, everybody, and then he comes back and he's like. Kind of tired, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, and for, you know, me being, like, a guy who's over 185, you know, it's, like, my cardio is, like, the most important thing when it comes to that, you know? And, and like, I don't want to sacrifice mobility. And if I finally got my mobility to a point where I feel pretty good on my feet, but, like, but, you know, but still, for, like, injury prevention and just for, like, overall, like, physical health, I started getting in this last few months, just way more into like a strength and conditioning program as a, in addition to, you know, all the other training I do. But, you know, as a result of that, you gotta, you gotta eat more proteins, you know? So I started taking that, uh, recovery protein. So I started taking steroids. <laughs> <laughs> so I started taking Turinabol. Turinabol. Yeah. <laughs> You're like end podcast. Boom. <laughs> no, but yeah, cool. So that, what was that called again? It was called vi- vi- vibrant, vibrant health, vibrant health. Okay, cool. It's kind of expensive. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't mind dropping a little bit of money on on. But it's like legit, shit. dude. It really is. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot. And fucking, I'll don't. Well, I'm not gonna say don't text me during the fight, but like, <laughs> I won't. You man. know? Yeah. I hate that. Morgan. Morgan. Our buddy Morgan is like the worst guy for that shit. You know what I mean? He's like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, my God, that KO was crazy. I'm like, God damn it. He's like, what? <laughs> All right, man. So uh, thanks a lot, and thanks, everyone out there, for listening. And um, I'll talk to you guys next time. Take care. Awesome. Peace, man. All right, man. Hey, fire.